0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, blah, 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 those
1: morons. Hey, Dr. Debbie's answering your questions. That's the important gal here along with dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Any of you out shopping today? Or, uh... No. No? No. No. Hated hate it today. No. Did you get up uh, Friday morning at 5 in the morning or 4
2: in the morning for any sales, Black Friday sales? Yeah,
3: I, I was I was the first in line. Yeah,
4: sure. Uh, heck no.
2: <laughs> he always got himself the new e-phone. E-phone? E-phone. It's yeah, not an yeah. iPhone. It's a, it's a knockoff, cheap knockoff. We have
1: lots of giveaways today, in fact. We're going to make your Christmas for your pet kind of special today. So you want to stick around for that. Also on the show today, Patrick McDonald, the creator of Mutt's.
2: You ever seen the Mutt's cartoon? Of course. Some people haven't seen it. I know that... Alan, no, you've you seen not. it, right? I don't know. Th- I've never seen it. What is it? I don't have cable. It, oh, oh, no. It's in a newspaper. newspaper. You, know what you That's oh. why you don't know oh, anything about... Yeah, I don't, about, yeah, don't, I don't know how to read. Yeah, I don't know how to do that It's either. got
1: pictures, though. Yeah, you might like it. It might be right up your alley. Oh, I but, like uh, pictures. He's on the way here in just a few minutes. Also today, it appears that last week we uncovered some startling news about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, it's been confirmed. Dr. Davy has confirmed this. Uh, at least that's what it says here. And I, I guess we're going to be talking about this in just a few minutes. No. R- Rudolph is a cross-dresser or a, is he a transvestite? What, we, what is it exactly that we know? We know that
4: he's a female.
1: He's a female. Yes. So maybe he's had a sex well, change. He hangs out with a guy in a red velvet suit. So, you know, <laughs> 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 that, that explains a lot right there. We'll find out in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stacy. Working hard in the news, I always say that, but you do work very hard. what 's up?
5: You know what I don't like what? when I go somewhere and somebody's speaking a foreign language here in America, and they're having a whole conversation, and I cannot understand anything they're saying. Um, there's an elephant at at a zoo that speaks Korean. Uh-huh. I, I swear it's true. It's a, it's an elephant that was raised by Koreans, and that's what he speaks. Um, at least he understands some words. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News.
2: Slow
1: news. Well, I guess she
2: just described my whole life right there. <laughs> People
5: now, talking a do foreign pets, language
2: every day.
3: As right. a trainer, okay, yeah. if, yes, if, let's just say I spoke Italian, which I don't. Okay, but I spoke to oh, wow. my dog in Italian every day is my yes. dog if if someone speaks English to my dog the same commands, is the dog going to understand it because of the body language or are they not because they you know they they don't know the language?
2: Well, yeah, if you use hand signals, your dog will know what you're talking about. But, you know, actually, when I, I helped out with, uh, with, uh, you know, dogs that sniff out stuff, they use German words because they don't want, like, let's say a criminal to be able to yell, stop! And so that would be the command to stop. So they use a German word for stop, which I can't remember the words anymore. So, but we use German words so that a criminal couldn't call a dog off. Unless he knew German.
3: So then it's not uncommon for dogs to, to, to know, to know the language.
0: Pets well, they, know, they
2: don't really learn language. They can learn a word or two. A really smart dog can learn, oh, like 250, 300 human words. But, you know, sentences, complex sentences, stuff like that, they don't understand sentences and language. But they, they can understand a word, you know, like sit, stay, heal. They'll understand that. Now, why
1: is it Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog can spell? Because <laughs> We'll tell her that we're taking her for a W-A-L-K, and she'll she'll say, I know that. That's amazing. It's like, in my am- house.
3: It's the word steak. If you say steak or spell it, Miles goes berserk. Berserk. <laughs> crying, looking, sitting by the refrigerator.
4: By the refrigerator, huh?
1: <laughs> yes. What did you spell, Hal? I'm sorry. Walk. W A L K. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you. Stop yeah. saying that. I'm sorry, Alan doesn't read. We're just teaching him today. We're actually this is his first newspaper he's ever seen right over here today. And we're uh, yes teaching him how to read it. Let's go to the phones. How about that? one
4: 405
1: You're
6: listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on.
0: Learn more.
7: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn
0: more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team is all in place.
1: Dr. Debbie, answer your vet medical questions. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani And animal communicator, Joy Turner. It looks like uh, Dr. Debbie's a little bit under the weather today. You look a little better. You're, you're not as pale as you were when you walked in.
8: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, this Gatorade and, and lots of water. We're working on it. <laughs> Good for
1: you. And uh, that was a mystery chicken salad. That's all we know, right? Because your husband had the same thing.
8: Yes, well, and I think the mystery was solved, but, uh, you know, we're ready to close the book on this mystery. I
1: understand. You don't even <laughs> want me talking about it. I, I see it. Well,
8: you know, we do always talk about, you know, animals' bodily functions. I just don't know that our listeners probably <laughs> want to hear that.
1: <laughs> okay. It's kind
8: of like Dr. Oz,
5: you know.
1: <laughs> In just a second, we're going to find out the deal behind Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Stacey, what are you working on?
5: Hurricane Sandy was devastating to people, but also, uh, some mice got the bad end of the stick. Actually, these mice were used for research, but a whole colony was wiped out. There is a silver lining to this. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Can't wait for that. Let's go on out to Ray, who wants to talk to Dr. Debbie. Hey, Ray, how are you doing? Oh,
1: just fine. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Missouri. Missouri. What's going on with your
9: uh, dog? Well... I have a, a Commodore, and I believe she's mostly Commodore, but she's crossed between a uh, Great Pyrenees.
8: Oh, wow. She's a and, big girl
9: then, huh? Oh, she's a, she's a wonderful dog, and yes, she is pretty big. She weighs about 125 pounds to
4: 130. Ooh. Yeah.
9: She's just, uh, what, what's the, what the deal is, she, has, she doesn't have the, uh, the long hair. She has wiry hair, okay. and uh, she has a spot on her right hip on the outside that she likes to chew on. And it's not a real constant chewing or anything like that. It's just that she has she chews on it enough to where her fur is discolored there. Hmm, okay. And, uh, you know, we've looked at it, and it doesn't really seem to be, you know, a sore. But, uh, you know, when, when we use Bag bomb, it goes away, and then if we stop using it, it comes back.
8: Okay. And that's the only place she's bothering, or does she lick anywhere else on her body? Scratch.
9: Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, we do live in a tick area and a chigger area and, uh, in the middle of the Ozarks. Uh, Mm -hmm. but other than that, no, she doesn't really have any other areas. We keep her pretty clean and, uh, you know, we, we use the front line on her.
8: Okay. Alrighty. Well, I mean, cause definitely I would say that flea tick control is going to be just crucial. Um, it's not, what the area you're describing isn't really typical for, say, a flea or tick infestation. Um, and I'm actually a little curious, um, about her hip. Now, has she had any kind of, um, medical treatments recently, vaccinations, um, you know, any kind of things where anything was done in that area?
9: No, ma'am. Yeah.
8: Okay. I don't um, know. Because just if there was anything that was given as a shot, anything like that, I do see some dogs that will kind of lick the area, and it kind of becomes an area where they're irritated for some time. With this being over, kind of the point of the hip, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to have her checked out by a vet in the hip area. Um, reason being, sometimes we will see dogs that will lick the surface of a limb um, or a body part if they're having arthritic pain, and, and it may not always be something where we're seeing limb or trouble getting around but it can be that persistent licking over that site and, and sometimes it can even be kind of a tingling kind of like the pins and needle type sensation that they can have at a body part and that may be why they're attracted to that or they kind of repeatedly go back to it um, so that would be something I would want to make sure that you know they do or don't feel as is an issue um, and, and then for some dogs if we have an actual sore in the area and, and we can kind of clip the hair look at it and we see some thickening any your redness and you Changes to the skin surface. In this situation, if we're trying other avenues, um, you know, I'd like to do some sampling on that skin, um, whether that's something just doing a little surface scraping on there and then look under that under a microscope, that's a possibility your vet can do that. It's pretty quick, cheap, and easy. Um, But the other thing we may just want to pair into this with complementing the topical that you're using bag balm you know we could even switch over to something like vetrisin that you know is a very good topical for a lot of these kind of hot spots and lick sores but i would add in maybe an oral antibiotic with this as well and maybe an antihistamine use those kind of that three-pronged approach with an antibiotic, an anti-itch medicine, and a topical, and see what this looks like after a couple weeks of continued therapy. Because um, sometimes it's a matter we just got to get a little bit more aggressive about um, treating these uh, skin wounds. And And then I've had some dogs, I'll tell you honestly, they have been on long-term antibiotics because if the pet lies on that area, then you have some pressure injury too. And I, I can think of a baby that, you know, a German Shepherd that we treated for three months with antibiotics. In in padded bedding and bandages and what have you, trying to keep that area from getting irritating to get it to heal up. So um, you know you might have a little bit more of a haul ahead of you. I hope not, um, but uh, I would certainly uh, you know get that veterinary eyeball on things here.
9: Okay, I'll certainly take your advice. I appreciate it very much. Hey,
8: thanks All
1: for right. listening, Ray. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to check in with the Dream Team right now. Hey Sherry, how are you doing?
10: Oh, I'm doing great. How How about you?
1: Good. What's going on in your world?
10: Well, I got a brand-new puppy oh. about three weeks ago, a teacup chihuahua. Oh, wow. Oh. Little his guy. Is, yes, his name is Sophie.
5: Oh,
10: and Sophie. um And I noticed after I had her for just a short time that the tips of her ears were curling backwards. Hmm. And at mm-hmm. first I thought it was really cute because it reminded me of, like the little pixie shoes. But now they're really turning backwards, and I did some research, and it said some things, but I want to double-check with you, because I don't always believe what I read on the Internet.
8: Well, that's a good policy to have, definitely. You've got to be a little skeptical.
1: You mean you're saying I shouldn't believe everything I see on the Internet? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> no.
8: <laughs> so, yeah, so um, we, we do see this in some breeds of, of puppies, where the ear tips curl kind of backward. Um, mm-hmm. And it's usually something that they will grow out of. Um, now, when i got to ask you, when you got her, were her ears, were they standing erect at that point?
10: They almost were. And then within just a, about five days, they, they turned up again, and then mm-hmm. and everything was fine. And then they just I just noticed just a real slight curl. And then now they're really curling, so I mess with them. You know, I, I try to, and people say pin them and everything. I, if I pinned her ears, she'd be at them in a second. So I was like...
8: No. Yeah. You know, and the honest truth is that in most dogs, this will return to normal. It may not be for many weeks or even several months, but okay. usually by the time we're about six to seven months old, especially if those ears have been up and you saw them go into that erect state at one point and right. they just kind of curl back after that, they're going to go back. You just got to give okay. it time. Now, yes, you can do taping, and, and there are definitely oodles of resources that you can look at for taping, but normally Chihuahua ears do stand on their own, so we really don't have a lot Lot of concern that we need to do that. If it is done, I have had people that I will just advise them to stick to something simple like cutting a little bit of moleskin and kind of affixing that to the inside of the ear to give it a little bit of extra upright um, rigidity. Um, mm-hmm. But other but really, I mean, it's it's just an aesthetic thing. And, yeah, it is kind of cute the way they curl backwards adorable. like that. So um, I would say adorable. enjoy the... F-
10: weighs all of a pound and two ounces, and her ears are huge. And, and just curl backwards. It's, it's a cute thing in the world.
8: Yeah, I'd say enjoy the photos now because, you know, mm-hmm. the chances are they're going to get, get better. But yeah, there's a lot of thoughts, you know, in these young pups, you know, if, if there's some kind of bodily inflammation going on, um, whether they be, you know, they're cutting teeth or that they have some yeah. kind of, um, uh uh-huh. That's the common thing you'll probably hear on the internet is that, you know, while they're losing their teeth, their ears. And I think it's just a timing thing, but there's also, I've even had dogs where, um, we've had heavy worm infestations and that's just an inflammation in the body and, you know, the oh. ears kind of, could be the the thing. So as long as you've worked with your veterinarian, she's in good health, you're deworming her. Otherwise, I'd say just give it time and uh, enjoy those baby's cute little ears. Okay,
10: I'll do that. <laughs> Thank Thanks you so much. Call.
11: Is your dog getting enough exercise? It matters. Tag the Pet Tracker uses smart GPS tracking to help keep dogs from becoming lost. And now Tag has activity tracking, a great way to track your pet's daily activity. In a recent survey conducted by TAG, 9 out of 10 vets agreed that a device that tracks and manages activity is beneficial. So keep your pet healthy and safe with the one device that helps you do both. Get TAG today. Go to TAGG.com. Service activation and internet or text enabled cell phone service required.
12: Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers.
0: What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
13: Holidays are about spending time with loved ones. The company store is here to help make your holidays truly memorable. Find everything you need to create an inviting, festive space at thecompanystore.com. Luxurious bedding. From warm flannel sheets and sumptuous quilts to the highest quality down comforters. And the company store has all the seasonal decor you love. More products, more comfort. More of what you love. The Company Store. Through Sunday only. Get 15% off your entire order, plus free shipping at thecompanystore.com with promo code BETTING.
10: Hi, this is Carrie Ann Inaba from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
1: Celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Do not forget the Animal Radio app. You can ask your questions right from your smartphone with the Animal Radio app. Go ahead and download it now. Some great gifts coming up. So if you're planning on doing some shopping this week, uh, maybe we can help you out. We, can, we we can actually give you gifts for your pets so you uh, you don't have to shop for them. Well, you still have to shop for them. But I don't know. If you're one of those people, let's just go to the phones. What do you say? hey.
14: <laughs>
15: Thank
1: you. (laughs) Hey, Kiki, how are you doing?
15: I'm good, thank you. you Nervous, but good.
1: Nervous, but good. Where are you calling from today?
15: Riverside,
1: California. Don't be nervous. We'll be really gentle, okay?
15: Oh, thank you. What's going on? Not much, actually, Um, which is kind of why I'm calling. (laughs) I have the best dog ever created. Oh, really? You bet. (laughs) He is beautiful, and he's big. He's a big, hairy, funny guy.
4: (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
15: Um, the reason that I'm calling is because I want to, well there are two, two, I have two questions for Alan please. Um yes, ma'am. one is, is that I need a trainer for my dog and me. Cause I want him to be my all purpose dog. I guess that's a good way to put it.
2: What, what do you want him to do exactly? What do you, what do you oh, need him okay. to do? Okay, well
15: he's already my companion. And I dare say he's probably yeah, you could call him my guardian. I mean, he barks like crazy if you come near his house. Um, and I'm, but I want him. The the rest of it goes is that I want to have him as my guide dog.
2: Well, you know what? You're going to need. I mean, in, in order to t- turn a dog into a guide dog, take some very specialized training. There are very special places where they do that.
15: Yeah, and they, are, and, they uh, also have very special attitude. If you want them to do your dog.
2: Because they usually take their own dogs in and raise them from pups, and they actually actually I took care of a couple of puppies like that. they stay with you for a year and then they take them, and they train them specifically to help folks um like you and be guide dogs so it's it's a very complicated training process it's not something that you could do yourself, and I'm not sure if there are private citizens who do that out there. I really don't know I've never really had that kind of a question before it's interesting okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you want him to be a full-fledged guide dog, which is a very, very complex procedure. A dog has to have the right personality and the right upbringing from puppyhood to be a guide dog. Uh, you know, uh, approximately three out of every four dogs fail the process, believe it or not. When a, yeah, when I a, do
15: believe it. Having been there and done that, I know. Yeah, so... But I'm telling uh, you, I, my dog, for me, okay, the, the, the operant here is me. For me, he's perfect.
2: Yes, for you, he's a perfect companion, but I'm not sure that you could turn him into a guide dog. I mean, you'd have to find somebody to do that for you, and and I, you might not be able to uh, have him at home for a while because they'd That's have to never actually take happen. him.
15: No one is taking yeah. my mammy away from me.
2: Nobody's not taking three, that baby away from minutes,
15: me. three minutes, not three weeks or a second or anything else. Well, not let me ask you this. Them.
2: Why can't you maybe get another dog that is a guide dog? Get yourself, Because I've uh, been
15: there and done that, and I found a whole lot of issues that um, getting a dog that was already programmed... Um, wouldn't, I don't know how to explain it nicely. I couldn't do it, so
2: I couldn't. <laughs> you, you didn't like the dog? Did they give you a dog? Did you actually get a dog? Oh, yeah, I did. did
15: they- I, and I you was, didn't like? I've been there and done that, yeah.
2: And you didn't like the dog they gave
15: you? It wasn't that I didn't like the dog, but there was so much about the dog that because she was as old as she was when I got her, and it's yes. not that she was even old, it was that mm-hmm. I didn't know the dog.
4: Mhm. Yes, and I there was a
15: lot of yeah. what we what some of us thought was a lot of um I guess you could say double talk. That like an example just to show you was they would tell us one thing like go with your dog depend on your dog because she knows what she's supposed to do when we were right. in the streets. Okay. Right. However, in lecture they would say your dog is going to test you, and it's up to you to do these things. Don't let her get distracted. Don't let her do the things that she's going to do. But, but you know, you already told us to depend on our dogs.
2: That's well, yeah, that, that's uh, you know, I understand what you're saying. So let me ask you this: what? Let's talk about your dog real quick. If there's if there's an issue with your dog or something you want your dog to do, a simple thing.
15: I don't really have any because a lot of things that people don't want their dogs to do, I want him to do. You right. guys don't like your dogs to bark, except that for me, barking is an alert.
2: I understand. I understand what you're saying. Now, you said you had two questions. What was the second question?
15: Oh, yeah. The second one is, is that I want somebody, I want to know, um, maybe you can give me some tips on how to play with my little whammy. See, when I throw a, throw a Frisbee, I think he thinks that I'm throwing it at him and not to him.
2: Well, dogs don't think like that. I mean, if you go, if your dog does, your dog bring the frisbee back. Does the, your dog if bring it back to you? he feels
15: like it, he brings a ball if a lot do. quicker than he'll bring the frisbee.
2: Well, then you go outside, sit in your chair, and just throw a ball. That's the best way to play with them. Just throw the yeah. ball for a half hour. That's okay. it. That's what you do. And uh, you know what? Don't worry about getting a guide dog. I I understand what you're saying, and you know why you uh, had trouble with your guide dog. I understand totally. You're happy with the dog you have now. You're happy with his behavior. You just want to play with him and make sure he's happy, and he will be. you just play with him a half hour a day and keep doing what you're doing.
15: no, see, but I don't want just to play with him though. I want to take him with me because having him with me does among other things. keep me focused and oh well, yeah, to take him,
2: him yeah continue continue to do that, continue to take him with you where you go
15: but I'm not uh, just, I can't legally do that though can I why? Because Why? he's not certified or registered or whatever it is he's supposed to be.
2: Today. Oh, I see. You want to take him in. You know what? The well, most yeah. states, I think you can, I think you can, uh, definitely get that done now. In most states, um, from what I'm seeing, uh, you can pretty much, some people have guide alligators now. I mean, whatever animal you have that makes you feel better can be, uh, 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 uh what do they call it? An assistance animal?
1: Yes. What do They call it therapy yeah. or a medical yeah. alert depending
2: on what the application is. What what is the application? Are you blind? Are you Yeah, uh, that's what I am. Okay. You should call the uh I I don't know who you would call, probably the Humane Society that's or why the I call uh, you. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> so I'm not in charge of any. don't have to call either. No, see Listen, now look at look I at how you're going, going on. I look at how fact, you You know what?
16: Wait a minute. I, never I think want you what
15: I want from my dog what I need Wait a is a minute. the trader to show me the how.
2: Now, wait a minute now. I think that's, I think you're being unreasonable. I don't live with you. I'm not in your state. I don't know the laws there. You want to bring your dog. You said to me, this is what you said. Okay. I'm not putting words in my mouth. I'm putting them in yours. You said to me, I want to know how I can bring my dog everywhere. Sure, well, I can't.
15: Yeah, well, I well I'm going to answer.
2: I'm, I'm going to, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Am I married to you? I, I'm going to answer your question right now. You, you call. The, you call the animal control board, and you tell them your situation, and I'll bet you money they will give your dog a certificate that allows your dog to go with you wherever you want him to go. I'll bet you money. For serious?
1: really? Yeah, it's, more serious. It's amazing what how you can get a certificate. You can get a certificate if you have a dog that just makes you feel emotionally better. Well, you can he get...
15: is so cool, though. I mean, he already he is more than that. I think that's, that's the point I've been trying to make that. Already he is. Listen... My vet is close to me, within walking distance. Just because I, it's important that you know that I'm. My vet is. Your the vet can state. probably
2: tell you who to who to call, but yeah, um, I'm sure you uh, can get.
15: He didn't want to go there. He didn't. want, he didn't want, want to go to know anybody? He told me.
2: Well, I'm telling you, the when state we go will go to give...
15: When my vet, though, Cody and I walk. He's close enough that we can walk. Right. Cody knows to go around cars that are parked. He knows to go around mailboxes, and all I had to do is tell him go around the car, and then I told him good job because he does. When we oh, go up on the curb or up the driveway, I will tell him, "Okay, we're going up the curb, or we're going." Does he
2: plan traffic. weddings? I, I, I'm looking for a wedding planner. Does he plan weddings?
15: Um. <laughs> if you ask I'm not him to comment on that.
4: Yeah. Now,
2: listen, you. When you get off the phone here, I want you to immediately Monday morning uh, call the Animal Control Board or the, or the Humane Society in your state, and they're going to tell you how to get your dog a certificate so that you can bring them into restaurants, into stores, wherever you need to go.
15: Cool. Thank you so much.
2: Well, you're welcome.
15: Thanks, guys.
1: See, that wasn't that bad, was that, Kiki? No, well, no, it wasn't. Hold on for one second, will you? One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to get through to your dream team.
2: That lady's funny.
8: I'm sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> you feeling okay, Deb? I'm fit as a fiddle. Well, I'm lying, but <laughs> You're you know, okay. you know when I
2: when I uh, when I talk to you and I, I listen to you talk about creepy stuff like creepy crawly stuff like it's a matter of fact, I get this vision in my head of you in the kitchen, you know, like a mad scientist concocting all kinds of exotic dishes on things that you find in pets and then testing them out on a cracker. <laughs>
8: You know what? I probably have unintentionally done that.
1: <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetStay. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. It includes the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. Find out more at com slash Vegas Tonight in Vegas. Peter Monroy, and you're probably saying, who's Peter Monroy? If there is a band that's as big as a supergroup that does cover tunes, you know, like mm-hmm. a cover band tune, this is the band playing at La Cabaret at Paris, Las Vegas tonight. He'll play all those 70s and 80s songs he like from uh, Shaggy, Eminem, Linkin Park, Nickelback, Santina, Bad wow. Company. Bring your dog, not to the show, but set him up in the room with room service before you go to the show. Thanks, Pet Stay, for sponsoring Animal Radio.
14: This is Animal
1: Radio.
0: Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. <laughs> Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new Pet Stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247.
17: Think where you live means you have to settle for a slow online experience? You don't! That's why we're introducing Exceed from Viasat. Exceed Broadband brings together the highest capacity. Capacity satellite in the world. State of the art ground equipment and breakthrough technology to bring you super fast speeds. Think what you could do with that. Watch streaming videos, TV shows and movies with less buffering, share photos faster, enjoy video chats with less jitter and send and receive files all, all much faster. Call Exceed Broadband at 800-397-4999 and you get 3 data plans to choose from, all with the same amazingly fast speed. New feature is light night free zone, exclusive to Exceed. Customers can download as many movies shows that they want during overnight hours and it does not count to their monthly usage call now for special offer 800-397-4999 we think it's time you get the online experience you deserve think fast think exceed broadband 800-397-4999 dial 800-397-4999 now that's 800-397-4999 again 800-397-4999 exceed broadband now that's fast call 800-397-4999
0: so what are you feeding your dog if you didn't answer canine caviar visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer healthier life
12: this is an animal radio news update brought to you by frolicat the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets
5: i'm stacy cohen for animal radio the british government's catching a little heat they want to spend over sixteen thousand dollars so they can restuff a 120 year old dead snake The snake is a 20-foot-long anaconda. It was supposedly a gift of a bishop sometime in the 19th century. The British Foreign Office says a stuffed snake that currently hangs in a foreign office library was in need of essential maintenance. Many are criticizing the decision to repair this snake at a time when many areas of government are being forced to cut spending. In response to the criticism, the Foreign Office issued a statement saying that they will not be constricted, nor will they scale back. Get it? Constricted like boa constrictor. Scale? Scales on a snake? Ha! And their dedication to preserve this historic national treasure. Those were their words by the way that's a quote. An Asian elephant named Koshik can imitate human speech saying words in Korean that can be understood by speakers of the language researchers from the University of Vienna say not clear why Koshik started mimicking human speech but cognitive biologists say that in a research that was published in journal current biology it might be related to his experiences as a juvenile. Koshik was the only elephant living at the Everland Zoo in South Korea for about five years in his youth, with only people for company during an important phase for bonding and development. We suggest that Koshik started to adapt his vocalizations to his human companions so he could strengthen his social affiliation with them, something that's also seen in other vocal learning species and in very special cases, even across species. They found that by sticking his trunk in his mouth to help him form the sounds... He has a vocabulary of the five Korean words for hello, sit down, no, lie down, and good. Unfortunately, there's no evidence that Koshyuk really understands the meaning of the words that he's using. I guess it's better than polywanna cracker. British researchers, they're blaming the deaths of more than a dozen blackbirds on alcohol. According to the New York Daily News, the 14 birds were found dead last summer at a school in England. At first, authorities thought foul play was involved. Then on Saturday, scientists concluded that the birds were intoxicated after they ate fermented berries then collided with other birds in mid-air and died. See, you cannot fly and drink. After they dissected the birds, they discovered all the birds had stomachs full of rowan berries, accompanied with a strong smell of alcohol. One bird was captured at the scene alive. Researchers said the bird exhibited signs of being drunk. He was leaning against his cage to try and stay on his feet. The symptoms went away, though, after a couple of days when the alcohol was out of his system. <laughs> Nothing worse than a drunk bird. You should hear the bad jokes they have, too. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an
12: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com.
7: Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain
4: and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them
13: at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Holidays are about spending time with loved ones. The Company Store is here to help make your holidays truly memorable. Find everything you need to create an inviting, festive space at thecompanystore.com. Luxurious bedding. From warm flannel sheets and sumptuous quilts to the highest quality down comforters. And The Company Store has all the seasonal decor you love. More products. More comfort. More of what you love the company store through Sunday only get 15% off your entire order plus free shipping at the company store.com with promo code betting
7: ladies how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40 if you're like most women probably 10 or more but hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40 it's called amberin and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 amberin balances hormones naturally so the extra weight can fall right off you can try amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-830-7670. That's 1-800-830-7670.
0: VETRICEN, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. VETRICEN is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. VETRICEN is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit VETRICEN's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to VETRICEN.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com.
1: It is Animal Radio. Hmm, you're looking good today. Thanks for joining us. 1 866 405 8405. Toll free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator, Joy Turner. And, uh, oh, is she on the line? This is cool. Hey, Lynn, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. I haven't told anybody about your story yet. (laughs) Okay. You are on a bike ride of your life right now. I understand that. Where are you right now?
10: Right now we're in Montesano, Washington. We're about 70 miles north of the California-Oregon
1: border right on the coast. And where do you plan to end up? Miami. Miami. Florida. That's a pretty long bike ride. How many miles is that?
10: Forty five hundred total we're looking at more Holy or less.
2: Wow. Holy. wow. Wow. I that, couldn't who are you with? Car. Who are you doing this with?
10: Uh, well, I'm doing it with my husband Roy. He just had brain surgery in July to uh, alleviate his symptoms of Parkinson's and woke up and said, let's do this cross country ride. My brother Dave is driving our SAG vehicles because we're sleeping in an Airstream trailer uh, every time we stop. And of course, there are my two dogs, Oliver and Samantha.
1: Where do the dogs go? Do you have dog seats?
10: We actually do have dog seats. We—I'm sure you've seen uh, those people riding around with baby carriages behind their bikes. Uh-huh. We modified it by putting a piece of plywood in the bottom, and they can sit in the back and ride.
1: How big are they? Are they, are they? are they big dogs?
10: My English Springer is about 65 pounds, and Samantha, who is a Labradoodle, is about 90.
3: Whoa! Do they love it? They gotta love it, they right? They love it. <laughs> They I would to love to
10: ride, it. and then they love it when we stop because we let them run free in the park or whatever. Don't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing What is your method to your madness here?
10: As I said, my husband just had brain surgery in July to help alleviate his symptoms of Parkinson's. And when you wake up from something like that, you figure, what am I going to do, a 9-to-5 job for the rest of my life? No, let me go do something and advocate for the treatments and possibilities of parkinson's and so we decided to do this cross-country bike ride to get away and enjoy a little bit about life as well as um... uh, advocacy and fundraising for parkinson's disease
1: wow i'm not really familiar with parkinson's disease but i understand with your husband he just noticed it one day when his finger started twitching
10: um... basically that's it he would uh, he would supinate his hand and he had a little twitch in his thumb and he went to various doctors, and at one point they were going to do thoracic outlet surgery where they were going to cut out part of his shoulder and his, his first rib because they figured that would take care of it. And then, no, it, uh, we actually got recommended to a neurologist who diagnosed it as Parkinson's.
2: Now, how many miles are you guys going to ride each day?
10: We have a goal of 50 miles each day, especially right now while we're in the mountains. Um, it's a lot of tough going. Maybe when we're in like the plains of Texas, we could do more than that. But 50 right now is a good six hour ride. Nice and easy with stops. And so that's what that's what we've been doing. Are
1: you running into any snow yet?
10: No, thank God. No, but we did ride through some sleeting rain yesterday for a bit.
2: Yeah, you know, why'd you pick this time of year? Why not the spring and summer? You know, I actually did the same thing that you're doing now with two guys, and we slept in a three man tent. And at the end of the Lovely. trip, we all hated each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I can well, see that's
10: that. we have the bigger space, so we have a little more separation. I think because yes, it gets tedious. Um, we chose this time of year uh, strictly because. Uh, you know, with the heat, it's a big stressor on my husband at, with the Parkinson's. But also with the dogs, it's easier to cover them up and keep them from being hypothermic than to keep them from getting heat strokes.
2: You know, you have to call back and tell us some of the best stories because you're going to meet some incredible people. We met so many wild people. We met a sheriff who got uh, he got intoxicated with us. And when we got up <laughs> to leave, he was he had a big, giant belly. He was on the lawn. Uh, and we, we slept in front of the county courthouse because he let us. And when we woke up to leave, he was still out like a light on the on the front of the county courthouse with his belly sticking up to the sun and the bottle of Jim Beam still in his hand.
10: Oh. I love it. I'm going to go hunt me down some sheriffs then, I think.
2: Well, yeah, will you check
1: in with us every week and let us know where you are? It would be my pleasure, for uh, sure. That would be great. Now, you're raising money also, and I guess it's for, who is it for?
10: It's for, it's for various Parkinson's Foundation, uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, as well as the National Parkinson's Foundation, among others.
1: And you're looking for donations, uh, or sponsorships, like per mile, right?
10: Sponsorships would be awesome. Anything uh, ultimately is to raise Parkinson's for uh, funding for Parkinson's. So most of that should go for that. We, you know, as long as we're covered, we're good. We sold everything we had to be able to do this.
1: You, your house? You mean everything at your house?
10: Yeah, we sold our furniture, our car, wow, uh, what, it, everything, all the stuff we didn't need. This was our this was our mission.
1: Wow, it's wow. a quite a mission there. Let's would, uh,
10: would you mind terribly if I gave you the name of our website where people could donate and follow our story I online? I would mind
1: terribly if you didn't.
10: It is www.pdchallenge.com and that's P like Parkinson's, D like disease challenge.com
1: And I see that you have uh, different levels of sponsorships. There's a one cent per mile. 4,000 miles? 4,000 miles. So that's 40 bucks you can get in on this and uh, even get mentioned on the website. Oh, well, that's very cool. You know what? Sign me up for that. I'm all over that. Oh, God bless. And uh, we will check in with you next week. What are the dog's names?
10: Samantha. um, She is a two and a half year old Labradoodle and Oliver and he is a three year old English Springer Spaniel.
1: Samantha and Oliver, okay, and give say hi to Roy, to Roy, and hopefully we'll talk to him next week.
10: You got it. I'll make sure. Thank you so much.
1: Good. Okay, that's amazing what she is doing there and bringing the dogs wow. along. Sold everything, her house, her cars, got on a couple of bikes, built uh, built the bikes to hold the dogs, traveling across the country on a bike, four thousand miles. That's a long bike ride.
4: You know, and from oh what I gosh. understand, is they're newly married too. They haven't been together like twenty years. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, oh,
1: interesting well, story. Get oh, to know commitment. each other now. That's that's yes. well, let me tell you. That's commitment.
2: What is that website? You know, she should it's, she should keep a journal because there's going to be a great book there when she's done. When they're done.
1: And Samantha and Oliver. Samantha and Oliver. Write that down yes, so that Samantha I uh, don't forget that. I'll forget that in a second.
4: The website is pdchallenge.com. dot com. That's P as in Paul, D as in David. pdchallenge.com. dot com.
1: This just came in over the press here. In California, a dog is no longer property. That's that's great. In the court's eyes, they are no longer considered property. Now, of course, for years and years, if something happened to your dog and the courts ruled in your favor, they would pay you a certain amount as if it was property.
4: Yeah, replacement value.
1: But uh, no longer. I guess Stacy will be reporting on this a little later on today.
8: Well, that's going to be a little bit. I mean, I'm all for it on the, on the uh, you know... Standing that I love my animals and I don't want them known as a thing. Sure. But you know what? This is going to open up a whole world of, you know, litigation. You know, you injure someone's dog, they can mm-hmm. sue you for pain and suffering and they could go after you in a totally different way. And not to mention your, you know, veterinary liability and the cost at the vet.
1: Oh, so this, this affects you in a way that uh, could be harmful or detrimental.
8: It potentially could. As a veterinarian, if a pet is moved into you know, a more emotional setting, then veterinarians will have to carry a higher liabil- liability. Yeah. Should so sure there be you, some kind of...
2: What if your dog ahead. decides to sue you and the vet for fixing
8: it? Oh. Don't, Don't you give them that. any ideas there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Joey Volani on in just a couple of minutes, telling you how to winterize your pet. And speaking of winterizing your animal, we have Dr. Churney. How are you doing? Very good. You're a veterinarian that practices in Lincoln, Nebraska. Is that correct? That is correct. And, of course, it gets pretty chilly in, in Lincoln, I imagine.
6: You got snow on the ground yet? Uh, not yet, but it varies from day to day.
1: Winterizing your pet is of key importance. What kind of things should we be doing
6: Uh, Watch when they're outside, not to leave them out too long. Uh, The cold can cause many problems from frostbite on the extremities, like the tips of the ears or the tails. Or if it is snowing, you can get snow impacted in their feet, which can then lead to things like yeast infection.
1: Holy moly, I didn't realize there was so much trouble. What are the things that you should have in your first aid kit? Uh,
6: Typically, the best things to make sure that you have, anything to create a bandage if you need one. So sterile 4x4s. Uh, Vet Wrap is a self-stick adhesive bandage that you can use to hold things in place. Uh, Blood stop powder, especially if you're doing any nail trimming. Oh, like
1: styptic powder.
6: Styptic powder would be perfect. Okay. A flashlight, a lot of times if an animal is limping or licking, uh, it's hard to really see what's going on there and you want a flashlight. And if you have a dog that might be a little bit on the unruly end, you'd definitely want a muzzle. And then Vetresin spray is always a good thing. It's a good disinfectant you can have just for any type of wound or cut.
1: We love that stuff. we have used it several, it several times. times yes. you used it on Ladybug for, uh, she had a tick once, you
4: pulled out a tick and you used uh-huh. it afterwards. She had surgery and it was, help, it was great for her incision.
6: Yep, it works great pretty much everywhere on the skin. Um, we use it in the ears all the time on hot spots, rashes, any type of cut or dog bite wounds. Uh, the nice part about it is it's non-irritating even if it uh, gets in the eye. There's actually an eye product and a specific ear product.
4: Does it harm them if they lick it?
6: No, they could actually drink it, though that would be a quick way to go through a bottle. uh, (laughs) it will not hurt
4: them. But here's what I
1: don't understand. It is like magic. but
8: It isn't magic. I want to (laughs) know
1: how it it can be something that doesn't sting. They can lick, but it kills 99.99% of bacteria, viruses, and fungi. How does it do that?
6: It works by binding up enzyme systems in the bacterial cell wall. So its magic really comes to its pH. Its pH is around 3.5 to 4. If you increase its pH up to 9.5, now you've got bleach, which is kind of toxic. Yeah. At this pH, hypochlorous acid, they've done studies where they've put it on skins and wounds at even higher concentrations without any negative effects. You can't do that with bleach or a lot of the other compounds. It's actually a component that your own immune system uses to kill bacteria. So a particular cell that you have called a neutrophil, which is designed to attack bacteria, attack viruses, actually release this as part of their killing process for bacteria that invade our body. So in a weird way, it's a very natural compound that your system's already used
8: to. See, I like that. And you explain that so wonderfully because, you know, Hal would like to say it's some kind of (laughs) mumbo-jumbo magic. This is science. This is something that just makes sense medically. I love that. Well, you remember when
1: you were a kid and you'd fall and you'd scrape your knee open and your mom would put iodine on it and that stuff would
4: sting. But you felt it had to sting in order to work.
2: I
1: felt that it had to sting or hurt. The reason the iodine
6: stings is they had alcohol with it. Oh, Long ago, when they first came out with iodine, it worked very effectively. The downside to iodine is it will delay wound healing, but the old joke goes, an infection will definitely delay wound healing.
1: Good stuff, and you got to have it in your first aid kit. Can we give away some, Judy?
4: Let's give some away. Okay. I want everybody to have some. Five bottles right now of
1: veteracin one 405 8405 You can learn more or get some, head on over to your website at veteracin.com That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com.
16: Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced.
0: Animal Radio is brought to you by Help
7: prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice.
1: Radio. Remember, there are so many ways to ask your questions of our Dream Team. You could Facebook us at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or use the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android and ask your questions right from the app. Or the old fashioned way, you can call us 1 866 405 8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani. and animal communicator Joy Turner. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Tag.com. Is your dog an escape artist? Does she exercise enough? Tag is the pet tracker that lets you track your pet's location and activity from your phone or computer. And tracking both location and activity helps you keep your pet safe and healthy. Go to tag.com. That's T-A-G-G dot com. And we have Doug on the phone. Hey, Doug, how are you doing? Hey,
16: Al. What's um, good? yeah, I got a question for your, uh, your, what's his name? Alan? Alan Cable. Uh, Dog trainer?
2: I prefer yeah. what's his name. I like that.
16: <laughs> Don't <laughs> call him around here. Um, here's my question. I have a, uh, a Yorkie poo. Okay? My girlfriend, my fiance, uh, we're getting ready to move in together. Uh, both of her dogs are about 10 months old. Uh, she has a pure breed, um, a pure breed, um, uh, pit bull. And she has... A a um, she got something else anyway. They're big dogs, big dogs, and I'm wondering what's the best way for us to get these dogs together. Have they met yet? Salt and pepper. <laughs> they have the do- met a couple of times, but the the, the the pit bull has the biggest problem with them. Right? The what pit happens? Bull at them. Yeah,
2: you know what? So what do you do when the pit bull growls? That's a good, uh, The big question is, what does she do? What do you do?
16: Well, the, like the first time he did it, you know, I just kind of at him on his nose, and he was like, uh, you know, no. And then the next time they met, he was through a fence. You know, um, I just kind of took him out, and I, you know, introduced him through the fence, and he growled at him again.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, you know, you guys as the pack leaders, very simple, you can't tolerate that. It's really dangerous to introduce a new dog to a pack of two dogs or more into a house. So you got to have a crate. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, and you put the small dog in the crate, you might, before you move in together, get something from the... uh are, Is she moving in your house or you're moving in her house?
16: She's moving in my house.
2: All right. So you want to get a uh, something that is scented from your dog. One of his, uh, you know, take a shirt or something that will smell like your dog and and you need to or or uh, vice versa too. You get a a shirt that will smell like your dog and some stuff that smells like her dog's and you bring the stuff over that smells like her dog's and you just put it on the floor and get your dog used to their scent. Are you worried about them eating your dog? Basically what they're trying to do is establish a pack order and that's what they're going to do when you put them together. So you don't want to do it abruptly. You want to do it slowly, one step at a time. And the most important thing, buddy, is that you gotta not tolerate any kind of aggressive behavior. So the dogs have to figure out you're in charge as well, because they're being introduced to you too. So you and your girlfriend have to be in charge, and whenever that dog, that pit bull, exhibits any kind of aggression towards anything, or anyone, or any dog, you gotta step in and make a fast correction. A fast, strong correction to let the dog know, uh, uh-uh, no, no, we don't tolerate that. That's not going to happen. And a correction could be done with a poke in the neck. Real fast, poke in the neck or a leash. The point is, is that you got to use a crate, when you and, and taking those dogs for walks would be a great idea. Making them walk together until they all behave together on a walk is also a really good tool. But when he brings them in the house, they're going to have to be well-equipped and strong, confident pack leaders because when you bring dogs into another home, not only is the territory new, but the, the pack order is going to change, and they're going to challenge each other. And this is how some of the most vicious dog fights start, is when you bring a strange dog into a, an established pack order into another house. You get big fights if you're not equipped to handle it. So I would keep the dog, the little one, in a crate, For his safety, and let the other two sniff around, sniff around him, or vice versa. You could do it either way. You could put the big dogs in a crate and let the little dog have free runs since it's a new home they're being introduced into.
4: Shouldn't you try to do it on like a neutral territory, like at a park, so they're not territorial over their homes?
2: Yeah, that would be a good idea, too. That's why I say take them on walks. See what I'm saying? Put them on a leash and take them, take them on walks. Take them on fast, swift walks all together. You might even try introducing them one at a time on a walk. So take them on walks now, two at a time.
16: Talking about one at a time, I'm a truck driver. Okay, so what we thought maybe to do was when she moves in, I'll take one of her dogs with me on the truck, and I'll leave my dog with her with one of the dogs and see how that goes.
2: That's not a bad idea. They, I, I mean, anything that you do,
16: you know, vice versa.
2: The, the most important thing is this, okay? You both have to know how to be in charge. If you both know how to be in charge, you will nip it in the bud. You will prevent it from happening before it happens. And you watch the dogs. As soon as you see any sign of aggression, you've got to make a fast, quick correction. Both of you have to learn to do that. You have to be right. in charge. You have, ahead, what were you we going to
16: say? No, no, I was, I was, I was agreeing with you.
2: Yep, that's what you need to do. You need to, and a correction has to be either it's either a poke, a poke in the neck with your fingers. It's a it's a fast, quick correction with a leash. You know, don't hit him in the nose, don't hit him in the face. Never hit a dog. Just have them on have leashes on all the the two big ones with choker chains and handles so that you can make a quick jolt with your wrist when you see bad behavior. And use your body also to make a correction. Just walk right into the dog, refocus his mind anytime he shows direct uh, aggression. But get a kennel, get crates for all the dogs. And since they're moving into your house, you can put the big ones in a crate, and you can have the little one have free run, and then you can let them out one at a time when you see no signs of aggression. Just do it slowly and take them on lots of walks before you even introduce them to your house. Make them walk together. Do it a lot. Do it frequently so that they get used to each other. They'll figure out the little dog is no threat to their, you know, the pack order, and he's going to be the lowest on the chain. And when that happens, everything will be fine. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for your call, Doug. That's the way I am here. I am the uh, lowest on the totem pole here. I like,
3: yeah. I like my, um, I like my answer better. Salt and pepper, salt,
2: salt <laughs> and pepper, yeah. and and a little faux pas fur to get the big dogs in the mood. Yes, uh, you know to receive guests.
10: <laughs>
18: Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio.
1: Ah, the violin players are back.
4: Thank God.
1: Thank God that strike was settled. And uh, I guess we all have sort of a turkey hangover today. Is that what's happening? We're all... (laughs) Oh, Uh, God, yeah. This portion of Animal Radio... Is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw, USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones or antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. Visit them at StellaandChewy's.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Dog Father.
3: Do I have to talk today? I know, turkeyed out. <laughs> I think like overdoing it is um, probably worse than you know eating the pumpkin pie and that kind of crap. But I'm um, all turkeyed out. Gobble gobble. Anyway, I got a um, email from someone who cool. just um, recently got a um, Maltese. Puppy. Well, it's not a really well. It's a puppy, eight months old, and what she's asking me is this: is um, they they want to cut the dog down short. The family does. She particularly does not want to. And when they say short, um, because she specifies just a nice little haircut, her worry is that if she decides to grow the coat back in later on, is cutting the hair going to change it? And you know, I I almost didn't want to um probably take this one on air and I said maybe I should because a lot of people probably have this problem because my answer is going to be I don't know and I'm going to tell you why I don't know and this is the variables that you got to take into consideration number one When, when you, when you, a lot of breeders, what they'll do is for dogs that go into the dog shows like Westminster and that sort of thing, what they'll do to make the coat come in nicer and more adult-like is they'll cut it down at a very young age. And sometimes, um, to the point where there's maybe only a quarter of an inch of growth on the dog left. And what that'll do is, just like um, when they say, you know what, if you if, if you if you shave the hair on your arms, you're gonna come back in thicker. thicker. Which I don't know if that's, that's true. true or not. It's true. Okay, your guess I guess I guess you know. <laughs> I guess you know. Just don't shave your butt there, boss. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, for puppies, what happens is it brings the adult coat in quicker. So when they show the dog, they show a young dog with a very um, mature coat. Now, the same thing can happen for your dog at home. The difference is the bloodline. Um, You don't know the quality of pet that you have. And you know what? I know people go to breeders and they say, well, I spent $1,000 for this dog. But honestly, do you really know what you're getting? I mean, I'm in the pet industry. I'm a groomer, but dog lingo when it comes to that is a little bit complicated if you don't know the whole bloodline of the dog and how, you know, how far back it goes in the, in the, in the history. So it's a crapshoot. So my answer is this. If you do it, you may like it, you may not. Now, I don't think, if the dog has a very thin coat to begin with, honestly, it's probably the best thing to do is to cut it down because it'll come in thicker. Mm-hmm. If the dog, dog has a thicker type coat that's a little bit unruly to begin with, well, you know what? It can go either way. It can either get worse or it could um it can get better. It was like my hair. I had, and this is the true story, I had straight blonde hair up until I was no, five no years old, way. six years no, really old. Really blonde? Yes, I did. Wow. And do you want to know something? They gave me a crew cut. And do you know how it came back? It came back in an afro. If I <laughs> wow. if, if I let my hair, no, I'm serious. If I let my hair grow out, it's like Troy Palomalo on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a giant it's afro, okay? And I <laughs> had that in high school. But going through those years, is not knowing what to do with it, you know joey valani wasn 't this cool young kid until he you know <laughs> really? was, was an early teen, yeah no, you know', you know I know you guys so, you know can 't understand that, but that 's the truth, and um, but it 's the same thing it 's the same thing with your pet if you do it, just be prepared, honestly, if your heart is set that you may want to keep the coat um long and it looks good now. Well, Dorothy, honestly, keep it that way. Don't let them cut it. Let them trim it down a little bit. But if you start taking more than a half inch or more off the dog's coat, you could have drastic difference. And if the dog is a shedding type dog, don't ever do it because you will change the coat. So this is like your Maltese's, your Shih Tzu's, that sort of thing, straight-coated dogs. Are,
1: well, there you I go. Was, 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 I, was I have any help? No, there? Uh, you I'm know what? I learned a lot. You didn't answer the question, but I learned a lot.
4: He learned you- not to shave his butt.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. In this hour, cartoonist
1: Patrick McDonald will join us. First, your calls at 1-866-405-8405. To Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. And Stacy, what's up? Well... What? the
5: hunt for sasquatch is still on Uh-oh. you know that that big mythic ape like guy that uh, everybody wants to catch uh, what do they want to catch him for the guy's got big feet and he's full of hair <laughs> It's not even in style anymore. <laughs> anyway, this Idaho scientist wants to build a remote-controlled airship that costs about 300000 bucks to see if he can find him. Oh. I'll tell you all the interesting details coming up on Animal Radio News.
1: And even more important, this hour we find out the truth behind Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And, uh well, this was sort of discovered last week that maybe he has an alternative lifestyle. And we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this
14: <laughs> how? right
1: here. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If your reindeer wants to grow up that way, that's fine. I have no problem. Anyway, let's uh, go to the phones and take some calls. Susan has much more important stuff for us than that. Hey, Susan.
10: Hi, how are you?
1: Where are you calling from today?
10: From Kentucky.
1: Yeah, that Kentucky accent. I love that. I'm a sucker for Kentucky accents.
10: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs>
1: What's going on? I got the good doctor right here.
10: Hi, Hi. I have a Shih Tzu who's 13, and she's been in great health. But over the last couple of years, she started to get recurring staph infections. And if I let it go, it gets crazy. Her skin gets pink, and she starts digging around her eye, and it just goes everywhere. But Mm-hmm. If I catch it early, it starts right on her back in front of her tail. And I wondered, I mean, I take her to the vet, and they give her a round of antibiotics. And sometimes it takes two or three in order, if it gets really bad. But what I wondered is, is there something that I could do with diet? You know, you hear, so I look on the Internet. I see all these supplements and these wonder cures. But I wondered, is there anything that would really work to help support her immune system to keep this
8: from happening? Oh, great stuff. Good, good, good questions here. Um, so, yes, there are definitely a lot of things we can do. And the first thing that I always like to do when, when we do have a pet that has a recurrent staph infection is to make sure we're not missing those things that can weaken their immune system, if you will. Um, there are many different types of hormone conditions and other types of skin conditions that happen kind of Concurrently with a staph infection or bacterial infection, um, those might be things like that hypothyroidism, a low thyroid, Cushing's um, disease, which is a adrenal gland problem. Um, even diabetes or other types of um, you know, skin-related problems. So for me, especially if this is something that she has a cycle and a recurrence of, I like to make sure we're looking into all those things to, to truly do all we can to, to treat those underlying disorders. Otherwise, you're going to have that same cycle over and over again. The next thing that I would do before we even talk about what we're going to do to prevent is if I have a pet that has recurrent skin infections, it's time to make sure we culture this baby's skin. Yeah. <laughs> Because the more we use cycles of antibiotics over and over again, we are inadvertently creating superbugs. And it is isn't uncommon, and I've seen this many times, even in my own patients that we've treated recurrently over and over for um, different episodes year after year, that they will develop a resistant organism. So even those normal things that we would do don't help, or they don't help long enough. Um, So that may be something that they may do by simply taking a little swab of an oozy area on the skin. Uh, sometimes it can be done by a skin sampling or a quick little biopsy they can do with a pet awake. But you, you definitely need to make sure we're culturing her skin. Um, because a lot of dogs with chronic staph infections, we need to have them on antibiotics for four to six weeks. And sometimes as long as three or four months. So really be prepared for keeping them on that consistent antibiotic. we so want to make sure we got the right one, we're doing it long enough, and that we're not creating those super bugs along the way. Um, but from there, kind of getting back to your question there, Susan, as far as things that you can do, um, if we have a possible allergy trigger for things, a hypoallergenic diet might be a good way to go. Um, a low allergen diet um, or even just something like a, uh, a novel protein diet, things like there's kangaroo-based diets, rabbit-based diets, things of that nature might be an avenue to try. Um, I also do find some good success, with topical ceramides. And these are um, a topical spot-on that helps to restore the normal barrier in the skin that helps to protect against uh, their defenses, the ability to fight off a normal bacteria that they might encounter. And there are some different ones out there. There's one by Allergerm that's a spot on. And that's something very easy to apply at home. Um, it's low tech. It doesn't take a lot of medication. And it certainly might help your baby. And then if you're not already doing some kind of topical care in between these episodes and during those, um, that is number one, the greatest way I can empower a pet owner to treat a chronic staph infection using shampoos that might...
10: Yeah, hydrochloroderm or something like
8: that. Chlorhexoderm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great one. That's a, that's good for antifungal and, and antibacterial um, protection. So that's something during a flare-up. Um, I usually have my doggies um, bathe with that for every maybe three to five days. So maybe twice a week we'll be using that. Um, so okay. that's very good. And, and you want to keep up with that even on a low level in between the episodes. Don't wait for it to happen. Keep up with it maybe every two weeks or once a month in between those flares. And that will help keep things at bay. Okay, great. Okay, well good luck with that and give your baby a pat baby. on the head. I, shih tzus, I love them. I've got a little, well, part shih tzu myself, but he, he, he definitely has the vibe. <laughs> well, I have five. I've
10: had five over a court since I was 25. I'm 48. So this is my, I have two right now. You just
8: can't have one. They're like late. They are. Well, that's a lot of sh** <laughs> you got there.
10: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a husband too. So, you know, it. my house is loaded.
11: Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, Thank
8: you so much for your call, Susan.
10: Thank you very much. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, Susan. By the way, it should be known that uh, your book, Shih Tzu's How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, is available at uh, Kindle. Or, uh, Amazon? um,
8: yeah, Amazon.com.
1: Okay. I noticed you cleaned the scoop free today for the first time in, what was it, a month?
4: Yeah. Well, I put a new, I didn't have to clean it. All I have to do is pull out a tray and pop in a new one. It took me just, like two seconds.
1: Just like that. Just like that. And you, you changed the tray, what, a month ago?
4: Yes. Holy moly. I know. And I don't have to scoop it 10 times a day anymore.
1: Yeah, Let's get one of these away. Let's do everyone it. should have it. everyone should have a scoop-free litter, the ultra litter. Well, I got to ask a question. Yes. Yeah. When do you know when to
3: when you have to change it? What does was it your, just what like get, your tip get empty?
4: Yeah, on the crystals, you can tell it gets it does get kind of empty, and you, the crystals get kind of discolored from the urine. And it's time.
1: Yeah, but that was a month that since know. you put that in. Why that's great, pretty amazing stuff. Um have you checked the uh, counter it has a health counter on it have you been seen how often the cats have been peeing
4: well, it's kind of you know. I don't have one cat. I have four, so it's it's way up there. Yeah. So it's so,
1: it's actually counting all the cats. All peeing. the cats. Yes. Okay. So the, what's that mean? What's a health count? Just in case one of the cats goes too much, that yeah. could indicate what a urinary
4: could tract be. infection, right? Kidney problems or something if they're urinating oh, wow, too that's much. That's cool. Yes. That's cool
3: because how many? You know how often do you pay attention you, to you? Know, you really cat don't. When
1: In the litter box, yeah. you don't especially when know. you're hiding it, so no one could see it to begin with. Yes. We practically forget there's even a litter box here. Uh, we'll give one of, one of these away right now. The Scoop Free Litter at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to ScoopFree.com. Uh, it has a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited product warranty. Free shipping and $20 off your first order right now over at ScoopFree.com. Uh, on the show today, Patrick McDonald joins us. Doesn't he do this about every time this year? He has a brand new yes. book every year. I've seen the pattern now. He's got
4: several, and of course, you can read him every week in the cartoons, which I do.
1: He's the uh, the creator of Mutts, yeah. which I guess over fifty million people see that every week. Every in their day. Newspaper. In there every day. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Daily. Big wow. animal lover. Wow. And uh, he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll have giveaways of his brand new book.
11: Is your dog getting enough exercise? It matters. TAG the Pet Tracker uses smart GPS tracking to help keep dogs from becoming lost. And now TAG has activity tracking, a great way to track your pet's daily activity. In a recent survey conducted by TAG, 9 out of 10 vets agreed that a device that tracks and manages activity is beneficial. So keep your pet healthy and safe with the one device that helps you do both. Get TAG today. Go to tagg.com. Service activation and internet or text enabled cell phone service required.
2: And now, the number one reason to get Genie from DirecTV, the most advanced HD DVR ever. It serves your entire home with one HD DVR. Call now and get a free upgrade to
1: Genie. Packages start at $29.99 a month.
9: Call 800-399-5101 now and get the NFL Sunday ticket free for the rest of the season. That's 800-399-5101.
1: DirecTV or an RVU-enabled TV device required for each additional room. Additional and advanced receiver fees apply. Offer requires 24-month agreement and qualifying package. $29.99 package. Not eligible. Offer ends 2-6-13. New approved customers only lease required. Other conditions apply. Call for details. I just sneaked into my kids' rooms and took temperatures while they're sleeping, thanks to my Exogen
0: thermometer. All I did was swipe their foreheads for a few seconds. It didn't even wake them up. My sister, the nurse, told us about the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, and it's the best. Real value for the money and truly a lifesaver. Now I don't have to deal with ears or rears, if you know what I mean.
3: I'm Dr. Frank Pompey founder of Exergen. Thousands of hospitals and clinics rely on temporal scanners. I'm confident you will, too. The
1: Exergen Temporal Scanner. Pick one up at Costco and other fine retailers, or visit us at exergen.com. Radio, feeling just a little bit like Christmas around here. Still have our turkey hangovers. The Christmas decorations are going up, and uh, doing our Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping. And a big uh, Best of Show coming up for you in just a few weeks. I think that's uh, what is that? New Year's weekend. Best of Animal Radio, so check yeah. that out. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer from joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's dot ncom Get 25% off your first order with the code Animal Radio. Let's go help Denise. Hi, Denise. How are you?
14: Hi. I'm pretty good
1: where are you calling from today
14: i'm calling from los angeles and i have a a, my, my little buddy is a doberman uh he's uh almost five years old and he's he's really sweet he's practically a big puppy but i think he's having bad dreams that make him uh aggressive because three times since we've had him he's woken up suddenly and uh I don't know if he doesn't know us or not sure where he if he's not sure where he is. But twice there was biting, and actually the last time was this Thursday, and he bit me in several places
8: mm. wow. when I tried
14: to keep him from biting my eighty-five-year-old mother. So, oh no, yeah. So, so does I'm he have-
8: pretty shaken up because. Yeah, and is this just something recently that's come on? No,
14: uh, it doesn't happen very often, and the first time it was just the g- growling. He woke up suddenly and started growling at something that, not even at me, but as if he saw something next to me, but mm-hmm. I was sitting on the floor, so this was really intimidating. <laughs> uh, sure. And then uh, the next time he was uh, curled up, and this was last, a year, last January, he was curled up in... Uh, He bit me on the face. Well, because I had this ritual ever since the first time, you know, where I wish him good night and rub and pet and thinking I'm helping. And uh, I got bit on the face. And uh, but it hadn't happened again since last Thursday. So okay. It doesn't happen often,
8: but still, that's any time a human is bit by a dog, especially in the face. You know, we gotta you know stop and reassess here. Yeah. So when at other times when he's not dozing, not sleeping, do you, have you had any incidents where he growls at you, where he snaps, or he, like say he doesn't want to get off the couch if you need to get on the couch?
14: No, not me. Uh, my mother uh, says that he has growled at her. But I can't get details from her because you know she's on up there in years, so I can't get okay. what you know was he asleep? Was he you know what was going on? What was so? I'm not sure. The only other you know the ones he would that might have problems with are the cats, but then that's
8: you know. Yeah, many dogs have problems anyways with cats. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> so in this situation, there's, there's some distinctions that we would need to make. And the first one that I was kind of asking about is whether or not we see episodes of aggression or dominance displays that he has at other times. Because if a dog is doing those type of uh, behaviors, growling when they're disturbed, um, resisting being moved, um, failing to follow direct commands from other people in the home, not just one person, then, then that can be a behavioral-driven problem. The, the way we figure this out is trying to ascertain whether or not he's awake when this is happening or if it's happening before he's actually aroused. In a dog that's growling or biting before they're actually awake, we may be dealing with a type of an REM sleep disorder, but if he's doing it after he's awake, then we're more likely leaning into something that's behaviorally driven, um, and that would be the, the focus that we'd be working on. So certainly working with a veterinarian and maybe a behaviorist are going to be the way we're going to need to do this. And, and I would certainly so always, always... So I was not there's
14: a specialist I should be looking for. Could I expect any veterinarian to uh, be able to find out if something's wrong with his dog?
8: And there definitely needs to be some basic things you have done first, and that's going to start with basic lab work, where they're going to want to check hormones, like for thyroid problems, check maybe a bile acid to check for any kind of liver issues. That's going to be the basic thing. And the next step is going to be also getting good, unfortunately, if it's intermittent, it may be hard to get good videotape on this. But that is really, for for many situations, where we'll help to make that distinction. But beyond that, your veterinarian would want to make sure everything medically is okay, and then... And um, if they don't have a behaviorist in the area, in many cases we will try some different medications if it is an REM sleep disorder. The challenges we're going to have is that with it being so intermittent, it's going to be hard to really put a success in, in how well we're doing measuring that. But there are some anticonvulsant medicines. There's potassium bromide, and there's also one called clonazepam, which we'll use sometimes for this. But I think getting a behaviorist, and that's something that if you, if your veterinarian doesn't have a resource for you um, in that area, you can go to um, the internet and look for the American, uh, I think it's the Behaviorist uh, Veterinary Behavior Society, and, and find um, a good quality uh, professional in your area. There, there are some certain things you can do if you see uh, like a neurologist. Um, I don't know, starting off at, at the get-go that you need to go there yet, I would certainly work with your individual veterinarian first on that and see. Now, and then the other thing, no matter what's being done and what avenue you're going with, I, I would have to suggest that we make some modifications to the sleeping arrangements mm-hmm. um, because of the risk of human injury here. So that might be separating him in another room to allow him to sleep separately or even to have him created when he's sleeping. So um, no while you're more getting hanging
14: a- out with us in the, in the uh, den and you know falling asleep. At our feet.
8: Yeah, you, you really have to control the situation yeah. and to think ahead when it might occur. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely if it's happening more and more often, um, you, I think you'll have more motivation to do that. But, you know, any bite in the face, man, that, that'd motivate me pretty quickly.
14: And uh, would having it fleet with a muzzle be a a good option or?
8: No, not really, because that will—that's going to limit his not only his comfort, um, but again, if you're muzzling him for the off chance one every four to five months that exactly. he's going to have an episode, um, I think the comfort and just him being um, permitting that um, is going to be very hard. So, so I don't think that'll work.
14: Okay, so uh, you're, you're recommending—was it a a veter- veterinarian behaviorist I should be yeah, looking the- for?
8: A behaviorist, yeah. But uh, first start with start with your veterinarian. Um, make sure you do raise these concerns. Have them do some basic lab work. And uh, if you can find a behaviorist in your area, area if not, then um, ask them about maybe using some of these anti-seizure medicines to see if that might help.
14: Oh, okay. And any veterinarian, I don't need a specialist quite yet. You think any vet, vet with the basic checkup and lab work? Yeah, I
8: think that would be fine to start off with. And then from there, if we do need a consultation, in many occasions, we have to make that divergence. Is this a behavioral problem or neurologic problem? So that's where um, your veterinarian will help guide you in that, in in making that determination. Because very different workups.
14: By eliminating the hormonal and the possible liver issues.
8: Exactly, exactly, and then getting a little bit more even behavior in detail um, that we can't probably do on the air, you know, triggers, things that are happening, um, all of that may help kind of fit the clues a bit more.
14: Okay, well, I sure appreciate it because I don't... I. I don't scary. Know what to
8: do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Denise, you're so calm. I would be totally freaked out if, if that was happening to me. So I applaud your your, your composure here.
14: Yeah, well, it, this is the time. You know, if, in getting help, this is the time to make sense, and I can go back to being a nervous wreck as soon as I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Well, good luck with things. Thank you very much. Thanks
1: for your call, Denise. 1-866-405-8405. Now, here's what I've been waiting for all day, in fact, all week. We discovered last week, but quite by accident, that Rudolph <laughs> the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he has antlers. And I learned last week that these antlers are supposed to fall off at a certain age. Is that correct, Dr. Debbie?
8: Well, it, what should happen is male um, reindeer, which are caribou, they should shed their antlers come winter. So about October, but definitely by the first of December, they should have shed those. So, in order to hop on that sleigh on the 24th, uh, you know, they've got to be females if, if we're seeing those racks that we're accustomed to in all the pictures and the cartoons and the movies.
1: Okay, so females have racks, which is real easy to remember, but Rudolph, <laughs> he shouldn't have a rack, should he?
8: Not at that time of the year. Now, he'll have it at other times, and they use that for fighting with other males, but the scandal comes when it happens in December. So, we can't either, either they're all girls that are on that sleigh, tugging things away, working like the hard-working females they are. That makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe these are just males that Santa has done the snip-snip to, and they've retained their antlers.
5: Oh, Oh, you mean
8: castrated? Possibly, yeah. So if they're steer, they may still have their horns or their antlers and uh, not shed those. So that could be the other possibility and not just an all-female uh, team. So that
1: makes Rudolph either a castrated male or a cross-dresser. What is that exactly? <laughs>
8: Uh, Or he's just uh, sexually uh, misidentified. (laughs) Okay.
1: There you go. You heard it here first on Animal Radio. I'm sure the tickers all across the world now are just uh, ticking away with this amazing news.
8: Just let it go, Hal.
1: Let it go. Let it go. Let it (laughs) go somewhere, far away.
8: The the other theory is, you know, it's just Santa is magic and has magic means at his disposal. That
2: I would go for. That I believe. So now you're saying Santa's a lunatic who likes to play with the sex of his reindeers. That's what you're saying.
4: <laughs> with transvestite reindeers, yes. Yeah, we don't know exactly. Okay, well,
1: this is really unraveling here. Uh, stay tuned for the Root Over the red Reindeer saga as it continues here on Animal Radio.
7: Because animals can't speak for themselves, Lubricin is committed to giving them a voice. Pets with undiagnosed arthritis suffer in silence. Be their hero. Give them all-natural Lubricin. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Luberson has a formula for you. Your pets and your horses taste great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com.
4: This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors chick chick chicken super beefalicious charming chicken and beef and yummy licking salmon and chicken visit their website at stella and
7: chewies.com that's chewies c-h-e-w-y-s.com Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a 1-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205.
12: This is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again.
5: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, Hurricane Sandy took a toll on everybody, but it also had a loss of lab animals at New York University's Langone Medical Center. It's got the potential to be devastating to medical research there. However, though, a scientist from Houston who's been through something similar says there is a silver lining to this cloud. It was really an opportunity to think differently and work differently, and once we did get the mice back and our colonies going, I think our research is going to be stronger and better for it, said Michael Blackburn. He's a scientist at the University of Texas Graduate School of Biomedical Sciences at Houston. Blackburn lost all of his laboratory mice to a flood from Tropical Storm Allison in 2001. For owners of exotic animals in Ohio, they're suing the state's agriculture department and the director over a brand new law that regulates dangerous wildlife, contending the restrictions threaten their First Amendment and property rights. The lawsuit was filed uh, in Columbus Federal Court. It comes as the owners faced a Monday deadline to register their animals with the state. The owner's attorney said that the state has agreed not to enforce certain provisions of the law until there's a hearing on the lawsuit. Attorney Robert Owens said lawyers were still reviewing the agreement, but a court order detailing the arrangement was expected in the coming days. I'm sure you remember all those animals that were um, exotic animals that that guy had that were killed when, you know, um, he went crazy and and killed them all. So they've put a lawsuit up and they're trying to regulate all of these exotic animals. I I guess Ohio has one of the loosest uh, rules about exotic animals. I think Florida does, too. We always hear stories about these wacko animals in Florida. Okay, the animals aren't wacko. The owners are that have the bizarre animals. An Idaho scientist has plans to float a blimp over the mountain west to search for Bigfoot. I guess Bigfoot's an animal, right? Idaho State University has approved anatomy and anthropology professor Jeffrey Meldrum's proposal to raise more than $300,000 in private donations to build a remote-controlled airship. This sounds perfect. (laughs) for a nut. Meldrum intends to equip the blimp with a thermal imaging camera, send it up with the aim of capturing an image of the myth ape-like creature, also known as Sasquatch, which might or might not actually exist. Meldrum is the author of a book entitled Sasquatch Legend Meets Science. Everybody thinks they've seen him. I think I've dated him. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio.
12: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com.
1: Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so.
0: Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for
1: weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a
0: disposable litter tray and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at scoopfree.com. If you want to work until you drop, reduce your standard of living in retirement or lose more of your hard-earned money in the stock market, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to generate a steady, predictable income, I'm talking real wealth and financial security for as long as you live, then listen to this. A free report is now available that reveals the money-making secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. It reveals how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your money in the Wall Street casino. To get your free special report, visit BankOnYourself.com. That's BankOnYourself.com. Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot. If you've got pain, you need the patch. The Icy Hot Patch. Powerful, targeted, fast-acting pain relief that stays put without the mess. Icy to dull the pain, hot to relax it away in a variety of sizes. From back, shoulders, knees, even arthritis. So you're covered whenever and wherever you hurt. Stop pain right at the source with Icy Hot Patches.
17: Pain's no match for the Icy Hot Patch
0: for temporary topical pain relief.
16: Use only as directed. And now, the number one reason to get Genie from DirecTV, the most advanced HD
1: DVR ever. It serves your entire home with one HD DVR. Call now and get a free upgrade to Genie. Packages start at $29.99 a month.
9: Call 800-399-5101. Now get 47 channels of HBO Star Cinemax free for three months. That's 800-399-5101.
1: DirecTV or an RVU-enabled TV device required for each additional room. Additional and advanced receiver fees apply. Offer requires 24-month agreement and qualifying package. Twenty nine ninety nine dollars package not eligible. Offer ends 2613. New approved customers, only lease required. Other conditions apply. Call for details. Dogs
15: or cats, horse or emu,
7: animals
15: are people too. An adventurous little cat took a little walk and apparently made his way from Phoenix to Iowa. After five months, Megan Rowley was sure she'd never see her beloved cat Austin again. Imagine her surprise when she got a call from 1,500 miles away saying they found her travel Tabby. And how they found him was even stranger. In Iowa, Nancy Cook was making a deposit at a bank drive-thru when a cat jumped right into her car through the open window. Austin landed in her lap, and as luck would have it, Nancy worked as an animal tech at the Avondale Cat Hospital, where Austin's owner was located by Austin's microchip. That's amazing. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio.
8: Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
1: How are you feeling, Dr. Debbie? Are you sick?
8: I am on the mend. I'm actually fairly well. Uh, just just a little bit of the old uh, poor choice in uh, food.
1: <laughs> oh, like food poisoning?
8: Yes, yes. The-
2: what, is, what did you have? What was it?
8: A chicken salad sandwich, and fortunately, my husband and I both ate one, so we both are pretty comfortable knowing that that's what it was. Oh, you're both both sick, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Was it something you picked up somewhere?
8: Um, Yeah, we were just, actually, ironically, we were at a hospital.
2: (laughs) Wow.
8: And uh, we just decided to eat at the cafe in the hospital, and um, you know, you don't count on getting sick from a hospital. So it
1: was hospital food got you sick is what you're saying.
8: Yes, in the you truest sense of the word.
2: <laughs> I think that's a racket. I think that's a racket
1: to get people to get in people the hospital. To get people back in the hospital. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, hopefully you'll be fine today. If you need to rush off to the bathroom or anything like that, we understand that. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Oh, this is fun. We do this every year. You know, there's a few guests that we have on every year right around Thanksgiving, of course. David Fry and John O'Hurley join us every year for the National Dog Show around Thanksgiving. And then right after Thanksgiving, if you're like me, Friday morning I was up at... Uh, I woke up at 4.30 so that I could be at a sale at Target at uh, 5 a.m. No. Yeah, for Black right. Friday. And, no, I don't do the Cyber Monday thing.
2: I know, Judy, you,
4: you used I'd to. I'd rather do that, yeah. I don't, you didn't, won't get me up at 4.00. Okay, I have something. a
2: question. Sure. What was a Target that you had to get up at 4.30 to get?
1: the new Dental g- floss, what? I actually got uh, Joey that... Uh, uh, e-pod that the e <laughs>
4: the EPhone
1: phone the uh, knockoff on the iphone he's he's been telling me he wants the iphone and i really can't afford the iphone so i got him the uh e-phone. the EPhone phone <laughs> don't tell him don't ruin that surprise but also this time of year we also get on the phone uh patrick mcdonald who's always every year he has a brand new book or a couple of books that come out around this time for the holidays and they feature some of the great cartoons that uh well, will you see the mutts uh, strip. Over 50 million people see that strip every day. Is that every I know day? I, did.
4: I know today it was another, he's very big on adoption. So it's always these dogs Loves trying the animals. Him, trying to get them adopted.
1: And he's joining us here. We welcome to the show Patrick McDonald. Hi, Patrick. How are you doing?
18: Good, good. Hi, everyone.
1: Do you do this regularly? I've noticed a pattern that every year, right around the holidays, there's new releases.
18: Yeah, you know, my uh, a year's worth of mutts always comes out. It would be last year's worth of strips.
1: And uh this year there's we actually have two books this year, right?
18: Yeah, this year it's the collection called Bonk, but then we put together a little uh like a little holiday gift book called uh a Stinky Little Christmas, which stars uh one of the characters in Mutt's cat named Stinky Pudding.
1: Stinky Pudding? Now do you you don't have any cats, do you?
18: Oh yeah, no, I got I have two cats.
4: You have two cats? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, they're kind of a muse for the cartoons, oh, yeah. aren't they?
18: Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're big, big inspirations. Uh both are feral. Uh Mimau is probably fifteen years old now and then we have a new cat named Narudi who uh we rescued about a year ago in uh
9: now he's—I
18: mean, he was a totally feral cat. He wouldn't. It took me two years to even get near him. But now he's in the house, and he lets me pet him, and everything's great.
1: Now, what what is that? Uh, there <laughs> must be a word for.
18: Uh... Well, I'll, I'll tell you. We noticed there was a black cat in our backyard, and um, we—you know—weren't sure if it was feral or someone's pet. Then we noticed that in our neighborhood on telephone poles was a, a sign looking for a lost black cat named Udi, and uh, we called the owner and. Probably took her like three or four times before she came in her backyard and actually saw the cat. And when she saw him, she said, that's not Udi. So his name's not (laughs) Udi.
17: Not Udi. Okay. That's funny.
4: Not Udi.
1: For those that are brand new to animal radio and have never heard you on animal radio, you are not only a great cartoonist, but you're very involved with the animals.
18: Yeah, actually, I've been on the board of directors of the National Humane Society of the United States now for uh, 10 years, yeah.
4: Wow.
1: What do you do? Actually, I
18: take that back 12 years. 12 years? My 12 years, yeah.
1: What kind of decisions do you guys have to make? What kind of... Oh, uh, you
18: know, the Humane Society of the United States is just an amazing group. It's uh, run by a wonderful man named Wayne Paselli, and uh, we're we're working on everything, you know, um you know, adoptions and uh, you know just every animal issue in the in the
1: United States. I remember a couple of years back, you were making, I believe, license plates or the cartoons for license plates for trying to get it, Jersey. it passed. What, yeah. what yeah, was yeah, what was yeah, that?
18: Yeah, New Jersey. They actually they do a they were actually the first state that did a life an animal friendly license plate. And eighty uh, percent of the you know the money to pay, buy the plate eighty percent of it goes to a spay neutering uh, cats dogs and uh, yeah. So there's the much characters on a New Jersey license plate.
14: That's so How cute. I haven't cute. seen yeah. one yet. Well,
18: I love know,
4: that. cause we're yes. out here in California. I want it all over.
18: Well, you know, my my brother-in-law said he always knew someday I'd be making license plates. <laughs> 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 So
1: Bonk is a collection from the last year?
18: Yeah, it would be um, 2011. Um, pretty much all the strips, you know, we I have to do a little editing because with the page count, we can't fit every strip, but it's it's pretty close to almost every strip from uh, the year before with the color Sunday pages and the black and white tailies.
4: Mm. See, I've, I don't even need to look at the book because I've already read them all. You've read them I read them every day. Yes, Yeah, I'm one of those people I'm faithful. that
1: dropped my papers. I don't get a newspaper anymore, oh, I so I missed that. How many papers are you in now?
18: Um, I think it's like seven hundred, some seven hundred, seven fifty, something like that. That's pretty wow. much everywhere. Wow! Yeah, and also, yeah, that's you could so see cool. it on, we have a muchcomics.com dot uh, com website, and you could uh, get the strip sent to you every day on your computer. So that's another mm-hmm. way to look at it. Oh, we gotta love that! There you go. And actually, I'm actually working on a much movie. So a movie in place? Yeah. Is it going to be like animated? Yeah, it's going to be an animated animated movie. I'm in development now. and I'm actually writing the script. Um, as we speak, <laughs> and um, if all you know, if all goes well, it'll, you know, be out in a couple of years, and it's with uh, Fox Entertainment, which do the Ice Age movies, and sure. uh, and actually they just they just got the rights to do Peanuts. They're going to be doing Peanuts too. So I'm in good company.
2: Wow, how well, I Be in that movie? He's animated. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> I know that one of your uh, your biggest fans was the late Charles Schultz. Great compliment that he he would uh, read your cartoons. I mean, he's like the was the originator of any good cartoon there ever was.
18: Uh, he was the greatest. I tell you that. The nicest thing about becoming a cartoonist is I got to meet and become friends with my hero. Yeah, no, he was he was uh he's the reason I became a cartoonist. He was a major inspiration.
1: What did Dad think? Did Dad or Mom say <laughs> no? You can't make a living drawing.
18: <laughs> you know, I was really lucky. My mom and dad met in art school in New York City. Oh. So even though neither one of them got to pursue their dream, they were really happy that, uh, you know, their son got to do what they always wanted to do and actually make a living off of art. So no, they were, they were very encouraging. And I think that's so important for uh, parents to encourage their kids to uh, follow their dreams. I was, I was lucky. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, cause then they can support them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and give
1: away a couple of these books here. In fact, we have five of each. Is that what we got, Judy? Okay, Mutt's A Stinky Little Christmas and Bonk, the collection of the cartoons from the last year right here at 1-866-405-8405 by the great cartoonist Patrick McDonald. Uh, joining us once again if you don't get through if you're not lucky enough to get through just head on over to your bookstore or Amazon Amazon has that uh, put in just put in Patrick McDonald and you'll get all the great books throughout the last years including Bonk and A Stinky Little Christmas Patrick thanks so much for joining us today
18: oh always a pleasure thank you man he's so lucky that guy
8: you know Alan I think your voice would make a really cool dog voice are we talking about bowels so much today? Can we just kind of stay off the topic?
2: That's funny, Debbie, because whenever you're around, we seem to talk about that. Uh, we do. That's what I look forward That's why I look forward to hearing you so much.
8: You know what they say? Poop happens, right?
2: You're the only person in America who can talk about stuff like that, make it sound matter of fact, and like people talk about it every single day.
8: Oh, You, you certainly don't want to be at my dinner table around the holidays. I'll tell you that.
2: See, I'm the the one person who probably would want to be there.
8: I'll tell you what, we'll audio tape it, and you can join in on all the fun.
2: I would love that.
1: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by TAG, the Pet Tracker. And, in fact, I'm going to give you one, Alan. This is uh, for Rudy. This is a uh, GPS collar. That's uh, awesome, man. But I'll tell you what's really neat about it. It not only tells you where your dog is, but it tells you your dog's activity level. So you can tell if your dog's getting enough walking or,
2: or if it needs more exercise during the day. I don't need it for my dog. I need it for my kids.
8: Have them walk the dog, and then you've solved the whole problem then. You know where the yeah, kid is like and it. the dog.
2: How often
1: do you walk your dog, Alan? Do you do you give them at least 30 to Every 60 day, minutes? Every day,
2: my wife either takes them for a like five mile walk up hills, or my kids have to play with them for 40 minutes. That's their chore.
1: You have no involvement. You get the kids to do
2: it. Yes, I have involvement. I do it like twice a week. I take them to the dog park so I can observe people.
8: Well, you know what? I'm using the tag with boss, and, you know, he's a fast little slippery guy, so it's really cool because cool, you can have your cell phone with you so should your dog get away from you while you're walking you can actually track them down using your cell phone wow you love so that. i've done that and just tested it at the park not like let him get loose but you know it's really kind of cool test- because you know that you have that security that should something happen and you have your phone you can find them within minutes and did a text alert when he got so far away from you such a distance yeah, yeah. You you basically set up the zone, zone? that your pet kind of oh. walks in, and so you know that could be miles if you like it, or just by blocks. And, uh-huh. and you set that up, and when they leave the area, you get a text or an email, however you set that up. And uh, you know I'll get these you know emails to my phone telling me you know boss is outside the area, and you know if I'm with him, it's okay. I know that. And then when he returns back to the area, I get an alert telling me the same thing. Wow. However,
2: in California, your dog can sue you for invading his privacy.
1: Yeah.
8: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Knowing exactly where he is at what time. The beautiful thing about this is you can not only check out where they are online and are on your cell phone and get texts, but find out what activity they've done during the day. And uh, whether or not uh, they need to get out, more yeah. Whether often. they're
4: sleeping all day or if they're out running around, but
8: they got to get off the couch, you know. Because we expect that our dogs are really active during the day, but you need to make sure that you keep track of their activity. And like you're saying, 30 to 60 minutes a day is totally reasonable. We want our dogs to do that, or they're going to end up getting fat. They're going to be prone yep. to ligament problems and uh, things like diabetes.
2: And they get behavioral problems too. They need to they need to be exercised every day. They need to be tired. A tired dog is a happy dog. It's like a cell phone for your dog.
8: Well, they communicate with. My cell
2: phone. Well, you know, we
1: talk about the microchip and how the microchip is something that every dog should have, but you can't really see that a dog has a microchip if they're if they're found. But knowing where your dog is with a GPS collar,
4: it's like technology's we're, great. I,
1: I love it, and I'll actually sit and watch the dog move around the yard. You can see this. <laughs> if you want to get one of these for Christmas, head on over to Tag dot com. That's T A G G two G's in it. Tag dot com, Amazon, Target. Apple stores have it. And you know what? I got to say it even looks a little bit like an Apple it product. Has, it has that it
4: looks very sleek and pretty.
1: They're only 99.95 and they come with 3 free months of service. Check it out right now over at
2: tag.com/radio. A lot of great applications for a device like that. If I had, you know, if I want something that I don't want my kids eating, I'll put it on like a turkey leg. I'll put it on the turkey leg in the Ooh, refrigerator so I can smart. tell if they touch it. Yeah. That's smart. I'm always thinking.
1: animal radio hey christina how you doing i'm well how are you good where are you calling from today
10: Saloma, california
1: what's up with your dog
10: my dog recently um the last six months he follows me everywhere he only does it to me he doesn't do it to any other member of the family if i get up to leave the room if i get up in the middle of the night he is right on my hip
2: and what about when you leave the house
10: Honestly, I, I don't know. He's an inside-outside dog. He's he both outside. He's very comfortable. We have four kids. When they come home, you know, they'll let him in. They, they play ball with him outside. He's a very fun dog.
2: And you say it started six months ago. When you are walking around and he's following you, what are you doing? What do you say? What do you do?
10: Usually, you know, if he first comes in, he seems like he's excited. We tell him, you know, lay down, settle. And he, he'll lay down. Um, if I come home from work, I'm in the kitchen making dinner. He really wants to be in the kitchen, but I don't like him in there when I'm making food, so he has to stay in the living room, but he can see me. If I go upstairs for something, he will follow me. If I'm you know, doing laundry, he follows me.
2: Do do you let him follow you upstairs? Do you let him follow you around?
10: Um, I tried working with him, especially only because I'm getting up in the middle of the night to check on my youngest daughter, and literally um, at the top of the stairs, I went downstairs to get something for her, And I almost tripped over him, so it really became
2: like a safety issue. Where's his normal spot? Does he have a spot, you know, a spot that's just his in your house?
10: (laughs) There's two spots that he really likes. One of them is right beside the bed, my side. Okay, and that is where he loves to be. Um, The other part is downstairs in the family room. A lot of the kids hang out there, and he'll lay down there. It's nice and cool.
2: And what is your husband like when he comes home? Is he in charge of the dog? Who's the boss? Are you the boss? I'm the boss. All right. Knows all right so my dog. All right, so let's talk about that, okay? You need to be a more powerful assertive boss right now the oh, dog no. is yes the dog is challenging you and he's trying to be the boss okay he doesn't have separation anxiety because if you leave the house and he's fine and he's fine when you guys are not around oh yeah uh, he, he's he got no anxiety so that's good because anxiety is complicated and and it's hard to deal with so what you're going to do is you're going to create a spot for him maybe you've already got two spots like you said those are going to be his spots those are the places you're going to ask him to go maybe even in another room Room. But the first thing you're gonna do is don't let them sleep in your room with you. That's your space, that's your okay. spot that is not his that's yours there has to be a place that's just yours that he's not allowed in it's off limits and those subtle cues teach dogs that you're in charge like who enters the house first if the dog is allowed to run in the house in front of you then he's in charge if a dog is allowed to go all over the house he's in charge if a dog is allowed to lay on your spot on the couch he's in charge a lot of people will sit down on the couch where the dog isn't instead of making the dog move and all these little subtle clues and hints that you give a dog tell him hey i'm the boss here you know if a dog is in your way you don't walk around him you walk right through him you're absolutely
10: right i step over him and kind of go around him and maybe
2: no kind no. of baby he- him you don't want to baby him. You want to be the boss of he's a dog, okay? He's not a person and, and a lot of people will be like, Oh, I'm leaving the house now. Oh good doggy, I'll be home soon. That is the exact opposite of what you should do. When a dog's doing something you don't like, you don't talk to him. You don't you don't give him any attention at all. If he's in your way, you just walk right through him. You take the space. The space you belongs to you. Move. That's right. You don't let him sleep in your room near your bed because that's your space. My dog lives in my kitchen. He's a big dog. I've got five acres. He lives in the backyard. But when he's in the house, he's in the kitchen and he's got a rug in the kitchen. That's his spot. And when he's on that spot, good things happen. When he's off the spot, nothing happens. I mean, it's okay for him like to that. leave the spot. He can go lay under the table. He can go lay by the, by the computer. But when he goes to his spot, he gets attention. I'm like, good boy. And then he lays down. He's all mellow and calm. And then I'll go by and give him a pet or I'll give him a tree. But that's where good things happen. And he has learned that that's his spot and that's where he belongs. And that if he's there, something nice happens. And if that, that he isn't, nothing good happens. And he's not allowed anywhere else in the house. It all belongs to me. So he's it's happy nice. because he knows what the rules are.
10: Now, do you recommend bringing some items into the house so he knows that?
2: Well, you've got to be careful. Because you've given him free run of the house now, you've got to be careful and go slow. Always go slow when you're teaching a dog where his spot is. You decide where the spot's going to be. And remember, they love to be around you, you know, so it's good if they have a yeah. spot that is around you. If he doesn't, like my, like I said, he lives in the kitchen, and, you know, that's where all the eating is going on. That's where people yeah, gather. Right, but he's taught, my dog is taught, this is where you stay, especially when, he's taught when we eat to go to the opposite end of the room to a spot and immediately lie down. I don't even have to tell him to do that. He does mm-hmm. So you got to go slow now. Pick a spot, whatever spot that is, and teach him that's his spot. And tell him, okay. and actually use that word: "Go to your spot. Go to your rug, whatever it is you want." When he goes there and he's calm, he's not doing anything. He stops staring at you. That's when you give him affection.
14: Ah,
10: see, and the more you he gets him- underfoot, you know, he's a big dog too. He's an English Mastiff, so he's literally his head's right at your hip, you know, right there by your hand. So push him out of the way. It's like- Push him away a little bit. Like, come on, okay. What do you need? Attention? You know, thinking exactly that. No, don't, that, don't even think.
2: No, kid. no, don't even, don't even think that stuff. Don't think that stuff. Just walk through him and shoo him away with a hand motion, and tell him to go to his spot. Give him no attention. In other words, you, you know what? The, you ignore him when he's in your way. You just walk through him and take the space. You only give him attention when he's doing what you want. You never give him attention when he's not doing what you want. He'll figure out real quick how to get attention. Dogs do a lot of bad things to get attention because any attention to a dog is good attention. You know, they don't care. As long as they're getting a reaction out of you, it's wonderful.
10: I've been creating my own monster. Yes, you have, yes. Wow. Okay. We have some work to do. Good luck on that, Christina. Thank you so much.
1: Now I'm going to ask you straight out Is your dog an escape artist?
4: You know what? She's. She squeezes under the little gate. She's a real little dog, so she can get out tiny little places. I've caught her a couple times squeezing under the gate. You see a little butt going under the gate. Do you
1: ever wonder if she gets enough exercise?
4: Yeah, sometimes I think she sleeps too much.
1: Mm. You should check out the TAG GPS Pet Tracker to track your pet's location and monitor her activity right from your phone or computer. TAG is the only device that both tracks location and activity to help keep your pet safe and healthy. Get TAG today at t T-A-G-G dot com. That's tag com.
4: That'll solve both my
11: problems.
1: Okay, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can visit us online at Facebook at Animal Radio. Tweet us even with your questions at Animal Radio. Download the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, iPhone, or Android, or iPad. And ask your questions right from there as well as listen to other shows. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, all available over at Amazon and links to that over at AnimalRadio.com. Have a great week.
11: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: This is
14: Animal Animal. Radio
11: Network. Network.